Good evening. We are in the middle of discussing Hilchas Brachus. Hilchas Barimina Mizainus, the Bracha of Barimina Mizainus. We haven't begun to discuss the Bracha of what we call Pashabob Kisnin, which is in the category, under the category of bread. Bread is hamoitzi, pas habob kisnin. Bread, which is considered pas habob kisnin, is hamoitzi, is mazainus. But that's a different sect of mazainus, which we'll talk about after the holidays when we start and reconvene. What we've discussed till now in the bracha of Burmini mazainus is the halacha of mazainus, which is what we call maisa kadera, a tafshil, a cooked product, a cooked product, a cooked item that's made with ingredients solely of or partly of flour from the Hamishas Minidogam, flour from wheat or barley or oats or rye or spelt. They're the Hamishas Minidogam, the different five types of grain. And any dish that's been made with a mixture of any of those flour inside them is considered a mezainus unless the flour has been put in as a binding agent and not as a primary ingredient. That's what we discussed at length till the end of Shea last week. We spoke about what broth to make from grain when it's not flour, etc. And we ended up with the uh, the discussion on what broth and how to eat granola in today's environment when when granola is baked and not cooked and it's not ground into a flour. And that's what we discussed last week. And we need to finish off this week the discussion of grain and the bracha of Bohemian Amazonas in, in a different aspect of Bohemian Amazonas, when it's not one of the Hamishas Minidogon, it's not one of the five grains, but yet still carries a bracha of Amazonas, as we'll see in a moment, and then we need to discuss that and finish off. That will hopefully round the discussion on Kemach and the discussion on Chitim and grain in the context of Amazonas from grain from Maisa Tavshil, and we'll leave the second half of the discussion on the bracha of Amazonas, which is the discussion on pass. We'll leave that metzashem for when we reconvene. And in the second half of this year, I'll run through some halachas which are relevant this year to Tishabov, uh, as been requested that I should ask, I should uh, run through some of this year's irrelevant halachas. I'll do that towards the end of this year. I anyway don't have enough to say to finish off Hilchus Brachas, so it's actually quite convenient for me to discuss some of the halachas of Tishabov. So let's make a start and an end to the halachas of Mazainus and Allah is what we call the halachas of grain. Flour of any of the grains, any of the five grains, if you eat plain flour, I think we mentioned this in the previous share, the bracha is shahako. It makes no difference if the flour is ground finely or not so finely. It makes no difference if it's flour ground from raw wheat or from roasted wheat. The bracha of flour will never be anything other than a shahakal. Even though the bracha on a grain itself, on an ear of corn, an ear of grain, an ear of wheat, will be bari prihadoma, that's because the ear of corn is the very peri, that's the fruit that's grown from the ground. The moment you, you grind it into flour, you've lost the shem peri. You've lost the definition of it being called a fruit. It's not a peri anymore. It's been distorted. It hasn't yet reached the stage of where it's been upgraded to bread, and therefore it loses its status of a priyadoma, and you make a bracha shahako. And the bracha achreina would be a bari nefoshes. However, that's only if you actually enjoy or benefit 
by eating flour. Nowadays, where most likely the situation is that most people do not eat flour. I don't think any, any, any of us actually dip our finger into the flour bag or our flour container and just start eating flour. It's just unheard of. Flour is not considered, therefore, today a food. And therefore, if you ate flour, you probably wouldn't make a brocha. Not a brocha shayna, not a shahaka beforehand, and not a brocha chayna, not a barina foxes. So if anybody does have a mishigas of eating flour, presumably today would say that you don't make a brocha. If you cooked flour, now cooked flour in water, not cooked flour in a dish. You just put cooked flour on its own with some water in a pot. If it ended up being some sort of thick mixture that needed eating, then you would make a brocha of mazainus because anything cooked is a brocha of mazainus. If it remains liquidy, so it can't be eaten, it can only be drank, and that's a Gemara that discusses what we call shasisa, a type of a dish that they used to eat in the time of the Gemara, which is a liquidy dish. It doesn't actually harden, it doesn't thicken, and it's drunk rather than eaten. At that stage, that's not considered mazainus, that would be considered a shahako. Whereas that's relevant to us today would be if somebody puts some flour into a soup mixture. Now, primarily, if you put flour into a soup mixture, it's usually just to thicken the soup, and there's no question that the brocha remains a shahako. But however, it could be that you put flour into the soup to give it some sort of extra taste to to enable you to have some flour without having to make a a whole dish of flour. You add some flour into the soup so that you can um, have the ability to eat flour without having to eat flour. And therefore, you might therefore turn around and say that this soup now has a mixture of flour and other ingredients in it. And we've said in the previous year that if it has any dish that has flour inside it, the flour becomes the most dominant ingredient and you always make a mazainus. But since this is a liquid, and on liquids, we can we'll make a shahakal, even if it has mazainus, even if it has flour inside it, you would make a shahakal on your soup and not a mazainus. That's different to a barley soup, where if the, if the barley is put in the soup not as a means to thicken the soup, but it's put into the soup as a primary ingredient, then you would probably make mazainus on a whole barley soup. That's different here, because here you've ground it into flour, and you've mixed the flour into the into the liquid, and the liquid remains liquid. Therefore, the flour is considered secondary. The liquid is considered the primary food, and you make a shahako, and you do not make a mazonis. And of course, the barinafoshes at the end are not an alamechio because it's not considered a food of the of the five grains. It's considered a food. It's considered a food. It's considered a drink. It's not considered a food of the five grains. Now, the reason why, as we mentioned a moment ago, why we don't make a bracha of hadoma on kemach, on bread, is because when you've ground the grain into flour, it loses its status of a peri, because it's not the, the, the original fruit. The original fruit was a kernel. It's now flour, and it hasn't yet reached the stage of bread. So this would bring us to the next question. What would happen if you eat dough? Cookie dough is is a uh, a... a you know, a, a staple that people eat, horrible, they mix it into ice creams and I can't, don't, completely beats me. Who wants to eat raw dough? But raw dough has become a, a an accepted food today. Uh, almost as bad as sushi, perhaps even worse, I'm not sure. I'll put it on the same, on the same category as eating raw fish. But eating raw dough has definitely become a, we're so desperate for new, modern, innovative foods that raw cookie dough has become a, a common Staple in America. I don't know if it's here in England as well. I'm not sure. We never have it. If that's of any consolation to anybody. 
So now what bracha do you make on raw dough? What bracha does one make on dough? So here again, we have a, a, the interesting concept that since the dough has not yet reached the stage of bread, it's not yet reached its ultimate level of bread, and it's lost its status of the original peri, because the original peri was a kernel. That's been lost. It's been turned into flour and into dough, but the dough hasn't yet reached the ultimate level of bread, which is what we call the highest, the ultimate level, the, 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 the purpose of what this grain is grown for. Therefore, it doesn't yet acquire the, the bracha of Mazenus, and it doesn't retain the bracha of Adama because it's not a peri. So we can't make Adama, we can't make Mazenus. So the only bracha you can make is a shahakal. And therefore on cookie dough or any other dough like that, you will make a bracha of shahakal, not a Mazenus and not a Adama. Now, there is one other item of food that carries a broth of mazonis, despite the fact that it's not one of the five grains. And the Gemara discusses what the Gemara, in the the terminology of the Gemara, is two grains. We're going to call them grains, but they're not the chamishis minidogon. It's a different type of grain called oyers and doichen. Now, oyers and doichen are two types of grains. The question is, what is oyers? And what is Deichen? There's a machlekes in the Gemara whether Oyers and Deichen, what bracha they carry. There's many opinions in the Gemara that say that Oyers and Deichen, and I'll come back and discuss what Oyers and Deichen is in a moment. Oyers is Aleph Vav Reish Zayin, and Deichen is Dalad Vav Ches Nun. They are two grains. The Gemara doesn't explain what they are. The Gemara just talks about Oyers and Deichen. And there's many opinions in the Gemara that say you make Adama. It's not one of the Hamishas mini Dogon. And if you make Adama and burn a Fashis at the end, no relevance to Muzainus. However, there are opinions in the Gemara that Oyres, since it's what we call satisfies, it's a type of a, a food that satisfies and, and fills a person, therefore we make a Muzainus on it. How we paskin? Do we paskin that we make a bracha of mezainus and oyers? Do we paskin make a bracha of hadoma? Is a discussion in the Rishonim. Is a discussion in the early Rishonim. And in the halacha, we say that we follow the opinion that you make a mezainus on oyers. Oyers, you make a mezainus, but daichan, you definitely don't make a mezainus. You only make a hadoma. Now the question is, what is oyers and what is daichan? If you know modern Hebrew, then you'll jump to a conclusion as to what oyers is. But the exact translation of Oyers is a huge dispute in the Rishonim. Rashi says Oyers is millet. And Deichen is rice. That's Rashi. Well, he doesn't actually say Deichen is rice, but uh, let's assume Deichen is rice. Oyers is millet and Deichen is rice. Teisvah says no. Oyers is rice and Deichen is millet. If you open up a Shulchan Aruch, the Shulchan Aruch doesn't define for us what Oyers is. It just says... Oyers, we paskin that you make a mazainus. But does Oyers mean millet like Rashi? Or does Oyers mean rice like Tesis? He doesn't give us any indication. Which means, at this stage of the halacha, we don't have clarity as to what bracha one makes on rice. Rice, rice is a common staple in our homes. We all have rice regularly. Is rice Oyers and then la halacha would carry a bracha of mazainus? Or is rice, or is rice daichen? And then the bracha would be bari kriyahadoma. Up until the Shulchan Aruch, it's unclear how we paskin. Very unclear. The Mishnah Berurah quotes the Gaon and, and amongst others who says that it's a machlaikas and it's very unclear what the halacha is exactly is. 
However, we follow the custom that we assume oyers to mean rice, and we make a bracha of boyamina mezainis on rice. Whereas on millet, we'd make a boyapriyadomo. And that's the common custom that we have nowadays, that though there are some people who are careful not to eat rice outside of a meal, or not to eat rice unless they've already made a bracha of mezainis on something else, or hadom on something else, but the common custom is, as a mishavur, Paskins and accepts the halacha. The common custom is to make a bracha of bore mina mezaynis on rice, and on millet you'd make a bore prihadama. I'm not sure when you ever come across millet. There's not much of a human food today, but maybe there are some situations where millet might be part of an ingredient. I don't know. But la halacha, the custom is that we make a mezaynis on rice and we make a hadama on we make hadama on millet. The bracha achroina on rice, even if we make a bracha rishayna of boire mine mezonis, which is, as we said, is a common custom, the bracha achroina on rice is going to be a boire nefoshis. It's going to be a boire nefoshis. Rice is not a grain. It's not one of the chamishis mine dogon. It's not a grain that has attached to it the Chashivus, the importance that one should be allowed to say al hamichyo. Al hamichyo was instituted purely on chamishes mini dogon and nothing else. Chamishes mini dogon or al ha'etz on fruits, but n- not on rice. So even if one does make him zainis on rice, which is a common custom, one would not complete the meal with a bracha of al hamichyo. We'd complete the meal with a bracha of burying the foshes. However, if one Unintentionally, by mistake, forgot he was eating rice. He made an alamichia. He made a burning mezainus at the beginning, and he finished off by saying an alamichia. But the evidence that would be sufficient, he would not need to to make another bracha of a burning of fashes again. Therefore, if somebody's eating rice, raw rice, or roasted rice as a grain, in the same just as we discussed in the context, within the context of gr- the Chamesh's Mini Dagon, if you're eating a grain of wheat or grain of barley, you would make a bracha, a grain of barley, you would make a bracha of Bari Priyadoma, rice is, would, would be the same. If I eat r- rice as a kernel, as a grain, as a, a, I don't know what name you give, is a grain of rice, isn't it? A grain of, if you take a grain of rice and eat that, you would make a bracha of Bari Priyadoma because it's a Priyadoma, like the kernels of wheat, etc., is considered a priyadama. Rice is the same. When I cook rice, like when I cook grain, and it disintegrates, or it begins to stick together, if you overcook rice, if you take some Uncle Ben's uh, white rice and you overcook it, it'll end up being a nice big clogged together dish of rice, which may be very nice. But that's considered cooked enough, that would make a mazonis. If I cook rice which isn't whole, I have broken pieces of rice and I cook them. Just this is the same, I'm going, we're just running through the same the same parameters as we discussed with when it comes to wheat. Similar parameters now when it comes to rice, not quite the same, but very similar. If it's whole and it disintegrates in cooking or it sticks together in the cooking process, definitely a mazonis. If you follow the custom that one makes a mazonis and rice. If the rice is is not whole, it's broken, it's small pieces of rice and you cook them, even if they don't disintegrate or they don't stick together in the same in the same manner, that's already considered a mazonis because they're broken and you'll still make a mazonis. 
if you make flour out of rice and you make a, a rice dough, a rice bread, you make bread out of rice, you now have a bread made out of rice, you would make a mazonis because these are all in, in, in the same manner as you'd make a mazonis on wheat and barley and the chameshes minidogon, the same parameters would obligate you to make a mazonis on rice. Where there's a slight difference is if you cook the rice whole, completely whole, and it doesn't disintegrate, and it doesn't stick together, there is a machlekes whether this is, is the same as chitim or it's different to chitim. Practically speaking, we make a bari priyadam on it, we don't make a mazonis. However, if the rice has been peeled, the outer peel has come off the rice, just the outer peel, which all our rice, even brown rice, has the real, the external peel removed from it, that's enough to be considered not whole, and therefore, according to Lahalocha, if the custom is to make mazonis on rice, you will make a mazonis on this rice, even if it doesn't stick together. And therefore, if you go to a chasna or you make some sort of rice at home, which is a rice dish where it hasn't disintegrated and it hasn't stuck together, our rice is rice that's already had the external peel peeled away from it. It's been removed, and therefore we would make a bracha of mazonis, follow the custom, and we would make a bracha of mazonis on rice. Come what may, it makes a difference whether it disintegrates or doesn't disintegrate. If you have a, a packet of rice which has all the peels on it, and then you cook it, then you'd make adoma unless it completely disintegrates. That brings us to rice cakes. Rice cakes. Now, rice cakes, as we discussed in, in the previous year, rice cakes is made by taking rice, putting it in a mold, and passing it through a tremendous heat, which causes the rice to expand, and by expanding, they stick together and they become a rice cake. So it's never actually been cooked in the true sense of the word. Cooking means adding, putting it into water and cooking it. It's never been cooked. It's baked, and the, the, the tremendous heat causes it to expand and stick together. Following the parameters of the bracha of Mazenus, as we've discussed in the previous year, and we've discussed today with relevance to rice, it should follow, therefore, that the bracha on rice cake is a boiri prihadoma because it's never been cooked, even though it may not be considered a whole grain of rice. It's slightly, it's had the peel removed, and therefore, when, when cooked, I would make a mazainus, but this has not been cooked. It's been baked or heated with a tremendous heat, and it's stuck together just purely because of the heat, not because of the cooking process. And therefore, going to most poskim, I'd make a boiri prihadoma, and that's the bracha that I would advise people to make on a rice cake. This is the same discussion as we had with the Weetabix and uh, with, with uh, other types of uh, uh, types of, uh, you know, if you have a, a wheat cake, I don't know if they exist, but that type of thing, a, a rice cake would be exactly the same thing. And therefore we'd make our doma. However, there are some opinions who say, there are some opinions who say that you make a mazainus on rice cakes. I don't want to go into the discussion now why they feel that this is, a mazonis, even though it doesn't seem to match the parameters of the bracha of mazonis, but there are one or two opinions that say you should make a mazonis, and therefore if you did make a mazonis in rice cake, it's a suffolk brachas, and you, you would not need to repeat and make another bracha of hardom. Millet, or corn, or any other bean, they are all hardoma. They are hardoma, they're considered vegetables, and there's no Bracha of Mazainus attached to them in any form or shape. They are Hadoma and that's it. Just a Hadoma. Therefore, when it comes to eating millet or corn or any other type of bean, as we discussed in the Bracha of, of vegetables, if they are better raw than cooked, 
I'd make a doma when they're raw, and I'd make a shahaka when they're cooked. If they're better cooked than raw, I'd make a bracha doma when they're cooked, and make shahaka on them when they're raw. If they're equally good when they're cooked and when they're raw, then I'd make a bracha on them. I'd make a bari doma when they're cooked and when they're raw. Same because they're both equally as good. If I make bread or any other dish out of flour from beans or from corn or potato flour, the bracha would be shahaku. The only time we make a mazonis on a dish made out of flour from either chameshes minidagon or from rice, then we can make a mazonis. But any other flour is, is considered nishtana, it's changed, it's not the potato anymore, it's not the corn anymore, it's lost its status, and we don't consider it Upgraded when you make a, a cake or a bread out of that flour. The Chazal never considered it a, a upgrade. And therefore, it's called Nishtana, either because they never had bread in those days made out of potato flour or corn flour, or because it was not the normal thing to do to make it out of bread or corn flour. Whatever the, the reason behind it is, corn flour, potato flour, any bread or cake made out of them is a bracha of shahaku. And therefore, all Pesach cakes, which don't have matzo meal inside them, all considered shahakal and not mazonis. Even though they're made out of, or not even adama, even though they're made out of a grain, which is, or a vegetable, which is adama, but once it loses the status of vegetable because it's turned into a flower, that flower is now shahakal. It doesn't change its bracha anymore. From then on, it remains shahakal. So if I make bread or any other type of dish with flour, potato flour, corn flour, bean flour, whatever it may be, the bracha, soya flour, the flour out of soya beans, the bracha would be a shahakal and not a mazonis and not a adama. So that brings us to the end of the Bracha of Mazonis. And as we said, we'll, we'll come back to the Bracha of Mazonis when we come back after the holidays, after the break. And we'll go through the halachas of Pas bread, when we make Hamotzi, when we don't make Hamotzi on bread. The definition of Pas Habobakistin, the definition of cake that carries a Bracha of Mazonis, not Hamotzi. Uh, all the halachas which are relevant to eating in a meal, what I do need to make a bracha during a meal, what I don't need to make a bracha during a meal, these are all halachas which we still need to work our way through and will keep us busy for a while. I'm going to sidetrack now for a few moments. We've still got a few minutes left and we're going to discuss some of the halachas relevant to Tisha this year.